0: You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line.
1: For Green Biz Radio, this is Tilde Herrera reporting. Dole, the largest fruit and vegetable producer on the planet, recently embarked on an ambitious journey to make its pineapple and banana supply chain originating in Costa Rica carbon neutral. This involves measuring and neutralizing the emissions from growing the fruit to packing it, transporting it, and distributing it to markets in North America and Europe. Dole exported more than 540,000 tons of bananas and about 160,000 tons of pineapples out of Costa Rica last year. Greenpeace Radio recently sat down with Sylvain Coupelier, Dole's Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility in Paris, and Rudy Amador in Costa Rica, who is Dole's Director of Environmental Affairs. Although the project is in its infancy, the two men will discuss the reasons behind the initiative and the first steps the company has taken. Welcome, gentlemen, to Green Biz Radio. Let's talk about some of the things that are driving this carbon-neutral initiative. Rudy, what would you say are the primary drivers behind this project?
0: Well, good morning, and thanks uh, for speaking with Dole. I would say basically three uh, drivers, first one being uh, Dole's environmental policy and efforts that we've been undertaking for many years now, particularly with respect to aspects having to do with pollution prevention. Another very important uh, driver for us has been uh, inquiries from customers that buy Dole uh, products, uh, particularly those uh, uh, in the European Union. Uh, we have had uh, inquiries regarding what our practices are and how we can work toward mitigating uh, uh, effects of emissions particularly CO2 emissions. Dole has a, a regional office here in Costa Rica, uh, which oversees the Latin American operations. And another driver has been the Costa Rican government's call to be a carbon-neutral country by the year 2021, and Dole has uh, uh, agreed and signed an agreement with the government to work uh, as part of the private industry toward that goal.
1: Okay. Now, wh- when you talk about um, uh, cons- er, questions from some of your customers, how does that work? I mean, wh- what would have been the cost of inaction? What if Dole had chosen not to do anything at this time? Or was that even an option?
0: Okay, I'd say that it, it's difficult it's to put a, a finger on what would happen if we don't act. Uh, we are unsure. There's a lot of uncertainties uh, regarding global warming. But uh, we do. We are starting to get some messages that there, there could be uh, you know, changes in legislation uh, locally. Uh, maybe these customer concerns will get to a point where if we haven't undertaken uh, any action, they will be making purchasing decisions based on if companies are acting or not. Uh, I would not say that's the case right now, but we would like to be proactive and make sure that if that happens, that, that the actions are undertaken.
1: Sylvan, is there anything you'd like to add?
2: Yes, I would like to add that um, some customers, um, I mean retailers, particularly in Europe, and uh, talking about Europe more specifically in the United Kingdom, they made a very strong commitment uh, as a means to, uh, to address global issues. Some of them are going to require their suppliers to uh, post the CO2 emissions on the product labeling, um, some of them, uh, some, other, uh, some other retailers are also asking their uh, suppliers to limit the, uh, the, pack- the packaging uh, of, uh, of the product. Uh, consequently, I think that if we are not in a position to make some proposals, to make a very strong commitment to, uh, to, to these retailers uh, as a means to help them towards their, uh, uh, to, to, to achieve their, their goals, um, I think that for some of them, we may be out of the market.
1: Now uh, you just made the announcement um, just a few months ago. Can you tell can you talk about uh, a little bit Rudy about some of the first steps dole has taken to lay the groundwork for this project
0: Yes I can. It was very important for us uh, once we made the decision to uh, work on a, a carbon neutral project to communicate uh, internally and externally about this this, this uh, goal and this project that the company's undertaking. Uh, we deal with, a, I guess, an extensive supply chain. We're very vertically integrated. So another step uh, for us has been to uh, put together uh, a team, actually teams of people within our company that will be working on this. And these teams uh, include people from different uh, functional areas. Uh, we're dealing not only with agricultural production, we're also dealing with the, the function of, of purchasing products from growers, We're dealing with uh, transportation, both uh, uh, road transportation and uh, ocean transportation. And obviously, we're dealing with the functions, having to do with the distribution and sale of our products. And another uh, first step for us important has been to identify within our supply chain and and outside the supply chain uh, partners that could assist us and and be part of the project. We uh, knew about the Costa Rican government policy statement where they were going to seek carbon neutrality, and we sought to work with the government, and uh, uh, as one of our first steps, we did sign an agreement with an agency of the Ministry of the Environment of Costa Rica to uh, work together on establishing methods to measure the emissions of, of the activities of our, of our company, and also uh, eventually to work on compensation programs using their uh, uh, environmental uh, payment services that they have for, for establishing forestry and reforestation projects.
3: Another of the first steps that we undertook was to perform, I would call, a high-level life cycle analysis where we looked at our processes, both internal and external. And using that analysis, uh, we were able to essentially break the pie into several sections. This is a very extensive project dealing with our whole supply chain. So having in, a, in an organized uh, uh, way and using an, uh, an established method like, like that of, my, of the life cycle analysis, we were able to section the project uh, and identify those uh, areas where we would be able to concentrate or focus our uh, attention uh, in, at, in the first uh, part of the project, uh, which is focused on the transportation Side of our supply chain.
1: Now, talking a little bit about your partners, you said that you've partnered with the government. Um, can you tell me about any other partners and what you looked for when you were considering partnerships, and what other companies might consider when they are undertaking similar projects?
3: Okay, one of one of the things that you need to look at is uh, your 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 uh, company supply chain and your partners within that supply chain. So, for example, uh, we would like to work with some of our growers, uh, possibly identifying some of the large growers. And when we talk about mitigation projects later, one of the things we'll mention is, uh, you know, the possibility of establishing, for example, reforestation projects, and growers can be a part of that. So, looking at the supply chain, you can also identify uh, outside parties such as customers. Okay, there are customers, as we mentioned initially, that that have... Uh, uh, ask the company what our efforts are. Uh, recently, we even received a visit of one of these customers, a customer from Norway to our country. Obviously, the, the, the customers are part of the partners that we, we have chosen to, to work with. Sylvain will, will probably mention a little bit more about that, but there's an effort that needs to be made to communicate the company effort to our customers and see uh, if we can collaborate on some of the mitigation and, and sequestration projects. Uh, another important issue to look at when choosing partners is out of the supply chain analysis and out of the knowledge that you have of your your company, uh, you can identify where there are information gaps. So, for example, in our case, we uh, understand that we're going to need to undertake probably some research in production agriculture to try to determine what is the sequestration potential of plantations, uh, bananas and pineapples and also to determine uh, the possibility of, of uh, sequestering carbon within the agricultural soils. There are two areas that we're not familiar with, so we are looking for partners in, in academia that could help us undertake additional research.
1: Okay. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, you said that one of your customers, a Norwegian customer, ha- had recently paid a visit. Was it in relation to this carbon neutrality project?
3: Uh, yes, it's, It was. it was. Uh, th- this particular customer, it may just be by chance, but uh, th- this particular customer is undertaking within their company okay. a, an analysis of the, the environmental footprint, basically beyond carbon carbon emissions, but including carbon emissions, of, of their specific company and of their suppliers. They basically contacted us maybe a week after we, we, we did our worldwide release on on the company project and explained to us that they wanted to visit us. And then one of the things they would like to look into is basically supply chain aspects and and our carbon neutral project.
1: How would you describe this customer?
3: This is one of our largest uh, uh, customers in Europe, so it's a, it's a very important customer to us. Uh, possibly the largest uh, uh, fruit and vegetable distributor in Norway, so uh, uh, de- def- definitely important. And also, I would say a, a very uh, a, a leader, let's say, in in uh, environmental and and Uh, I would say, corporate social responsibility.
1: Um, You mentioned some of the mitigation projects that are being considered. Uh, Can you elaborate, Rudy?
3: Yes, uh, we've identified some projects that uh, we feel we can work on to uh, mitigate and reduce our emissions. Some of those are, uh, uh, as an example, using railroad transportation. Railroad transportation is more efficient from the emission point of view than than, uh, road transportation. We already use 20% uh, of our volume of of bananas uh, in Costa Rica using rail, and we're looking at ways in in which we can increase that percentage. The other things we've been looking at, uh, when we look at the agricultural side, if we uh, we are able to reduce our use of inputs, particularly fertilizers, uh, we will be able also to reduce emissions. Some of the fertilizers, particularly those containing nitrogen, do have, Uh, uh, an impact on greenhouse gases, uh, particularly through the emission of nitrous oxide. Dole has an extensive supply chain, and as part of that supply chain, we do deliver uh, our products in a refrigerated fashion, particularly to the U.S. market using containers. So we have a a large container fleet, about 11,000 units, and uh, we're looking and have decided to upgrade our our container fleet, where we're going to be purchasing uh, 2,000 new units uh, of containers that are more energy efficient, uh, around 30 to 35 percent more energy efficient. So there, those are uh, basically three examples of, of mitigation projects. To those, obviously, we would we would add the the traditional efforts uh, that we hope to work with uh, with the Ministry of the Environment regarding uh, reforestation uh, and how to use our existing uh, commercial forests to sequester uh, more carbon by managing them better.
1: Now, you said that some of these mitigation projects um, are currently being implemented and some, um, it sounded like, are being just being considered. C- can you tell me, how, how does the company evaluate which mitigation projects it will actually in- implement?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, uh, one of the benefits of the, of the high-level cycle analysis was, was specifically that, to be able to identify which processes were, were creating emissions. By doing that analysis, you can identify, uh, I guess, I would call it, processes where you have uh, uh, more direct control. Processes where, uh, by changes to uh, uh, practices in the short term and medium term, you can have a, an effect or a quick effect on emissions. Obviously, there are there are changes to technology and processes that that require uh, investment. So those those requiring higher high investments are going to be uh, possibly longer term uh, in the implementation time frame. Not necessarily that those those will be the ones that have the highest impact, <laughs> believe, uh, believe it or not, but that's obviously a very important consideration. Uh, and then, uh, well, I already mentioned that the, the, the time frame, there's some that, that you can identify as things that you can quickly do and also what, what the company has, has decided to do, uh, and this goes back to the question you asked regarding partners, we are partnering or will be partnering with uh, the I guess the premier business school in Latin America, uh, which is also based here in Costa Rica, they're, they're called INCAE. And one of the things they're going to be doing is basically looking at uh, the strategy side of choosing mitigation projects, identifying or helping us, uh, but uh, but using uh, uh, business strategy uh, as as a criteria to uh, basically um, help us select uh, uh, which mitig- which mitigation projects to undertake.
1: So, in three years, um, the company hopes to have established carbon neutrality for this particular supply chain. Is that correct?
3: We won't know quite. Uh, we're we're looking. Um, we need to establish the balance first to determine how much we need to to uh, um, offset through mitigation or through fixation. Uh, we also need to continue to develop the relationships with customers. Okay, and, and uh, hopefully get uh, interest into participating together in mitigation and sequestration projects. So it's difficult to say at the end of three years. I do know that the, 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 the country, as I said, has the, has the goal of 2021, and we would like to contribute toward that. Uh, the, 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 the sooner the better. Uh, so it's, it's tough to say whether we'll be there in three years. What I can say is that the, at the end of three years, we will know uh, precisely what the emissions are or what our carbon uh, inventory situation is for our complete supply chain, and we would already have established and implemented several mitigation uh, uh, timeframes uh, or projects. By the end of those three years, we'll know uh, how close we are to uh, actual carbon neutrality, but that is the goal.
1: So, Vaughn, can you talk a little bit about the importance of clearly communicating timeframes and objectives in a project like this?
2: Um. Well, you know, I think that um, a company like Dole, when we make such a commitment, we have to be uh, fully transparent because, for the time being, it's it's a commitment, it's a strong commitment. But we know that we will be judged on uh, on the results, so that's why uh, we should not have a promise and be very, very clear, as Rudy explained uh, previously, about what our priorities are, what the steps are. Um, and and report on a, a, a continuous uh, and continuously report on on, on the results. Um, so then also, how can we uh, communicate that to the different audiences? Well, I mean, I think that there are several stakeholders to which we communicate our plans, and uh, we are asking whether they would like to be uh, on board or not. We talked about the retailers, the suppliers the government. Of course, the communication is slightly different between uh, retailers, suppliers, and government. Um, Retailers, uh, for some retailers um, um, uh, who made a very strong commitment, like the the UK retailers, Uh, it's also part of a marketing issue because they they made a strong commitment and they are kind of competing among among each each other about uh, about this, um, uh, this issue of how they address global warming. Consequently, we were asked by the um, the, the, the buyers of the supermarkets, you know, what we are going to do to address the issue of global warming. Um, because even though some of them made a strong commitment, they don't know exactly how they are going to address on the ground the issue of uh, global warming and CO2 emissions, particularly uh, in the agric- agricultural sector. So we had to communicate internally first to ourselves, people, and I'm talking about. Uh, Europe, for example, I would tell people, you know, what kind of uh, project we have, um, talking in particular about the project in Costa Rica, but also about some other initiatives uh, we are developing in some of the divisions worldwide, and see if the, the objectives that we have for a project such as the one we, uh, we are developing in Costa, in Costa Rica are compatible with our retailer's objectives. Um, until now, we have not communicated too much towards the, the public at large, I would say. Well, we made a press release announcing our commitment, uh, but we don't want to use it uh, as a marketing tool because, as I mentioned earlier, it's, for the time being, it's, it's an ambitious commitment, but we know that we will be judged on, on, on the results. So we'll report the results also to the public, but uh, I don't think that we can use this, this commitment and this project um, as, a, as a marketing tool.
1: Now, Rudy, um, the project is in its early stages at this point. Um, what do you think are going to be the big challenges for this project?
3: Okay, regarding uh, challenges in in the short term, the, we we see the obvious challenge of of the of the breadth of the project, since it deals with our with our complete supply chain. We are focusing, obviously, initially on on uh, one of our countries, which happens to be one of the most important supply countries for fresh fruit, um, uh, in bananas and pineapples, Costa Rica. Involving both uh, uh, markets, uh, uh, Europe and the United States, the uh, in, the intrinsic scope of our project is is challenging to say the least. However, uh, I do see we have opportunities since this Dole is a company that actually has quite a bit of control on our supply chain. We do deal with uh, a lot of growers, but we have been, I would say, in, in in general, in both bananas and pineapples, with very long-term relationships with growers. So we feel that we can. Uh, have an impact and can uh, have uh, some of them or many of them participate in our project. However, it does remain a challenge because they're not Dole companies. There are other third parties, such as transportation companies, that that do uh, uh, transportation services for, for Dole here in Costa Rica. So it is going to be a challenge to obtain uh, 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 detailed information we need to uh, accurately measure the emissions. And then I did mention there are some areas where We don't have information, and we will need to research. So um, our uh, research department here in in Dolo, which is also based here in Costa Rica, will be working with academic institutions to develop some research projects to try to um, establish some of the unknowns we have with respect to the production site, particularly sequestration by plantations and sequestration in soils.
1: Now how is the company working with some of these third parties to get the data for the carbon emissions? how does this all work how, how is the company going to educate its suppliers about the information it needs to perform these measurements
3: okay uh, w- w- when when we spoke about timeline, I mentioned that we will be focusing the initial efforts on the on the transportation side of our f- uh, for finished product so what we've done is we Fortunately, in this area, we do have very good uh, internal information systems, so we we can identify for bananas and pineapples exactly who are who our external carriers are, who are transporting uh, our products. W- what we are doing is that we are undertaking at this time face-to-face meetings with these carriers, uh, these suppliers of in, of uh, uh, internal transportation, to get a feel for what information they currently have to see to see if we can build in or take advantage of what they. Their existing, let's say, uh, uh, information system structure, because uh, this is a multi-year project, and any measurements that are undertaken, we will need to redo. So this is the, the, you know, any which is also important uh, to con- communicate to other companies. This is not a, a one-time measurement you do and forget about it. It's something that you're going to need to continuously measure. So when we're speaking to our to our third-party suppliers, we're we're communicating that to them uh, to see how we can use their internal structure, reporting structure. To add any additional information that we need to to uh, uh, be able to recalculate, let's let's put it that way, are uh, the emissions of that particular function internal transportation uh, in a in an effective and let's say functional manner?
1: What do you what do you think is the biggest challenge when approaching a supplier and wanting, say, this internal information to measure this carbon, or just to get them to possibly alter? The way that they are producing their goods. What are the biggest challenges in that approach?
3: I say the biggest challenge to any, uh, cha- you know, to any new, new project. Uh, uh, first of all, Sylvan so, so mentioned the importance of communication. So it is important to uh, uh, be communicating at all times what the actual goals of the project are. As with any business, uh, obviously there are there will there will be concerns with uh, our growers and suppliers as to let's say additional costs. To their business of participating in our project, when we communicate, we need to be able to explain to them that that being involved with a project like this first, and being uh, that this is this is another opportunity, I would call it to link to have the suppliers link to the supply chain to to link to uh, and respond to uh, uh, customers that are interested in this, and maybe even be able to differentiate products, you know, if if they participate with this.
1: Now, Sylvain, How does this project fit into Dole's overall CSR goals, especially when environmental environmental issues aren't the only thing the company is dealing with?
2: Well, actually, I would say that now it's 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 no longer or it's not a CSR or environmental project. Um, you know, I, I I heard about this project some months ago because. Yeah, I'm corporate social responsibility department has strong links with the uh, environmental department in Costa Rica, and I said, you know, this is a great project. You'll get my support. Uh, I will uh, try to get also the commitment from some other people uh, in the company, including our CEO, uh, because such a project has to be supported. But now it's it's, it's not a, it's not really a CSR issue because um, the way we we are. Um, managing this project uh, is not, uh, the project is not managed directly by the CSR department, but uh, once we got the commitment from our CEO, he decided to have a worldwide, to create a worldwide team um, of um, eight to ten people, uh, a worldwide team uh, composed of people with uh, very different expertise. Uh, We have representatives from the research department, from the environmental department, from um, the the department of logistics, from the supply chain, from corporate social responsibility, from marketing. Uh, Because I think that this project and the way a company should address the issue of global warming Uh, should not only be from a technical point of view, should not only be from a marketing point of view, should not only be from the logistics point of view. Uh, We have to bring all these different expertise uh, together so that we can uh, make the best decisions for um, the people living in the production areas, for our customers in the US or in some other continents, um, and, and for all the stakeholders who are involved in the project.
0: You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.